Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Sadly, we need to acknowledge the space that we're in. And we're in a Monday, so let's acknowledge it. Let's bless it. Let's make it the best possible Monday we can make it. And just cross our fingers until Thursday or Friday. Yeah, it sucks that like we spoke so much about acknowledging the space we were in when we were in a good space. And of now, course. And now we have to do it for that same negative space. That's life, by the way. Like You literally only acknowledge the space that you're in like when it's positive. You don't want to acknowledge when it's negative. But here we are, acknowledging both the positive positive. And the negative. Okay, well, let me present you an idea. What if we acknowledge the space that we're in and try and focus on like any positives about the space? What if we acknowledge the space that we're in and choose to ignore it? I think that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But like there are some positives about today. First, first full day, Passover is over. That's true. I had no, my granola bar this morning, which no I haven't been matzah, able to have. No more binding stomach issues. Yesterday, I cleaned out the kitchen and I threw away all the matzah. And it was literally like the best day of my life. Yeah. So that's a positive about the space that we're in. That's true. Like I can have rice for dinner. Like rice was so... I actually could go another week dead serious without like actual bread, pasta, sliced bread. I, I was dying, itching for rice. Yeah. You're addicted to rice. A hundred percent. And you know what? You can have potatoes and fries. And like that wasn't even enough to see she I know. Me. I was like making fries at home. Um, That's sad. I know. Well, they were fine. Like they just weren't good enough. Like I could have ordered McDonald's if I wanted to. I don't know. Last year I was like so into the potatoes and chips. But this year not so much. It wasn't enough for me. Dianu. Like, Dianu. It was not enough for me. And I just missed rice so much. And I cannot wait to go out to like dinner and have like sushi. Yeah, that's really exciting. Also, acknowledging the space that we're in, it's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. It's 55 degrees. It was a chilly weekend. It was also Ben's birthday. So we're just, we're celebrating a lot of Simchot. So I think there's plenty of positives in the space to currently acknowledge. And also, acknowledging the space that we're in, in kicking off Ben's birthday, he kicked off like the birthday season. Yeah, for we our have family. so many birthdays in the next three months. And Zach Shapiro, Zach Weinreb, Margot Ashray are all in May, right? Yeah, they're all in one week. Yeah, it's very tight. We got Theo 420. <gasps> Stop. I, I can't even talk about the fact that Theo's turning four because like I literally will end up opening one of these windows and throwing myself out of it. That's crazy. Four is grown. Like, do you want me to cry? Like, seriously, change Okay, I'm going to move on to another anniversary celebration. Toast anniversary yes. coming up. Is it our fourth year or third? Third. Okay, I was going to age us. We're going into our fourth. Uh, you know what? Like, anniversaries no, are... No, canceled. We started 20, 2018 to 2019, 2019 to 2020, 2020 to 2021 is our third anniversary. Okay, yeah, but we're going into year four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Which is crazy. It came up on my time hop because, like, uh, I guess two years ago, we threw an anniversary party, which we should make more. Well, obviously not this year or last year, but we need to make sure we continue that tradition of throwing an anniversary party and inviting all of our friends and colleagues. No, I think that we will. I'm so glad that we did it then because we have all the memories to look back on. And we were just and we looking, amazing like, photos. so fucking snatched. Yeah, we were looking, like, sickening. We just, like, woke up and decided to be snatched Yeah, we woke up and chose to snatch wigs. Actually, no, like, choosing snatchiness takes months of preparation years of eternity <laughs> um but yes it is our third year anniversary so for those who are new for those who have been here from the beginning we love and appreciate you and thank you for listening to the show yeah so it's always a new time and i do feel like with passover it is signaling like the rebirth the new season and spring has sprung spring essentially has sprung, but i feel like with new season of toast like we're really also celebrating the new season yeah i mean we do seasons but they start in like the beginning of the year but season like metaphorically yes of yes, course of course yes, of course yes of course so that's a good stuff about the space that we're in. Yeah, we also have a great show, of course, so that's always important to acknowledge. We have a Real Housewives of Atlanta recap at the end of the show, and I don't have much to say, but um, I'll do my best. Yeah. And we have the Fast Five. And Did you watch any other stuff this weekend? No. Or read anything? No. I 
shit, this should come as a shock to no one. I was pretty much on a three-day bender. Um, have not stopped drinking since the weekend started. And I'm, I'm curious if other people are struggling with this kind of post-pandemic fatigue issue. Because, like, for me, in the last, like, month since, you know, vaccines have started to roll out and the city's really pretty much open, I have been going out so much and, like, partying so much. And... It's, like, wearing on me, but, like, I feel this, like, inane... I don't know if that's the right word. Like, this internal guilt to, like, keep going out because I couldn't go out for so long. But, like, I'm tired, too, and, like, I don't want to turn down plans because I know, like, what me a year ago would be dying to say yes to these plans. But my body, like, if I I were to listen to my body, my body would say, stay the fuck inside. But I'm listening to my head. I think that you sh- you can't compare like right now to a year ago. Go at your own pace. Listen to your body. Acknowledge the space that you're in, and still use your judgment. You, you don't have to all of a sudden go to everything. That's not who you are. No, I've been dancing at every party. You know, you can't metaphorically, dance at, you can't dance at every wedding. That's the truth. But you haven't been to a wedding in so long. Like, how so could like you maybe not? you should. Yeah. So that's currently what I'm dealing with. I would with. say pace yourself. You know your body better than anyone. Just listen to it. Yeah. If I'm listening to her right now, she's mad at me for like what we did this weekend. Like, no she sleep. Was, she was bus, always mad. Club. Another club. Bus, you know? She was always mad about yeah. that. You know, that's also just. She never part, feels good, though. That's part of the. As long as you're having fun at the things that you're doing, you're always going to have to pay the price. Yeah, no. And I saw some great celebrities this weekend, like out and about in town. I saw Zayn and Gigi. And? So tall, so skinny, so in love. Nice. Yeah, they were like literally huddled over each other the whole time. No baby in sight, but that's okay because I'm sure they have a nanny. It's parents' night I out. I think they can afford one. PNO. <laughs> yeah, no, it was cute. It was actually just like crazy to be in the presence of like two people so famous. I was thinking to myself like this is, you know, maybe the closest I'll get to a One Direction reunion. That's where my head was at. <laughs> no, I think you'll get closer sometime. Yeah, well, I think not you'll be Zane. at like a concert once like Harry Styles and like Niall is there. Yeah, you know, I've actually been thinking a lot about Niall Horn. I'm so glad you brought that up <laughs> because I've been really, really, even though quarantine is over, I've been really spending a lot of time inside the Quarantine playlist, which is such a fabulous place to be. And a couple days ago, I was listening to that song that he wrote for some music, music. When nothing's out of reach, it feels like I'm finally free. Right. So finally free from the movie Smallfoot. Smallfoot, thank you. And so I was listening to it, and then it just like caused me to just go back and appreciate some of Niall Horn's music. And if you would have told me like the day that One Direction broke up, that Niall Horan, out of all them, in my opinion, would have some of the p- most popular and arguably best music out of all the soloists in One Direction. Like, you would have, like, I never would have believed you. Like, yes, Harry's is more critically acclaimed, more award-winning, but I think Niall's is way more, like, accessible pop music, radio hits, and he's really undervalued in the music industry, I think. Yeah, well, I'm glad that that you're seeing him. Everyone deserves to be seen. And I, I see Niall Horn. I actually saw him in concert. Literally, I saw him. You have seen him for I a have while. I have seen him. I have laid eyes. And um, it was a great night. It was the Flickr World Tour. They, we bought merch. It said Flickr, but it looked like it said fucker. Because the L and the, the I. The L and the I like, were connected. connected. So Cinch and I had a good laugh about that. <laughs> That's actually a great t-shirt to have. A fucker t-shirt. <laughs> and it was a really great night. And also, it was like a split concert. I wouldn't say one was opening for the other because it didn't feel that way with Marin Morris. Oh, that is good. So we you just had a great night. I do find it interesting when um, people go on tour together. They don't like open for each other. They go on tour together. And it's like, what is the better slot, first or last? Last. Interesting. Well, and I'm sure like the argue, like when you're first, you can acknowledge that space. So you're going to make the argument that it's better. You get to go home earlier. You know, you get to be performing when it's like light out, which is just like better lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You can't avoid the fact that, like, second is better. The headliner is yeah. the second. Well, I was watching Joan Rivers' documentary recently for, like, the 50th time, and she, amongst the million things she was doing, she did a show in Atlantic City. She co-performs with Don Rickles. And she was like, when we first started, like, I asked to go first because, like, I wanted to get home first. And so she's like, everyone thinks, like, Don Rickles has a better spot, but I actually have the better spot. Right. So I think it could go both ways. It's just like but a But I also thing. think if two people are going on tour 50-50, like, how come and, – and the second slot is the better slot and they're equally big artists. Like, why don't they switch off every night? And, by the way, usually they bring out the second artist. Like, I'm sure Marin's saying seeing blind, right? Yes, yeah, so you have to wait. Yeah, you have to wait. You can't go home anyway. So yeah. it actually sucks to go first. <laughs> But that song, Seeing Blind, is so good. Yeah. Also, just while we're on the subject, because you brought up Smallfoot, um, kids' movies, I just have an update about Descendants, something that I learned about Descendants Mm -hmm. 4. Descendants 4, The Royal Wedding, is going to be animated. Animated movie. 
Wait, what? Like, and cartoon. Cartoon. I don't understand. Cartoon. The characters are like voicing their characters, and it's going to be cartoon. Like, I'm but is it like a continuation of the story? Yeah, because they were like engaged, and, and now it's you a royal wedding. No, and, and you, you know what it can't is? Just, you know what it is? It's a disgrace, is what it is. Yeah, you can't just change mid franchise from animated from real life to animated. No, it, it's so disgraceful. It's so hurtful, and like we put up with a lot with Descendants three, and yeah. to do this on number four. That's who fucking asked weird. for this. That's weird. Kenny Ortega should know better. It's sick. The whole thing. Sick. <laughs> sick in the head. <laughs> So I was so excited last week, and I'm no longer excited. I'm sorry for you that that's been taken away. It's okay, because I didn't know. Like, I'm just going to go back to a few days ago where I didn't even know Descendants 4 was, like, two words I would put together. Well, actually, speaking of franchises, Ben, um, it, because it was his birthday, and, like, you know, you can't say no to someone on their birthday, he's been, like, begging me to watch Harry Potter with him because, like, he's obsessed. Like, he read the books. He loves the movies. And I obviously say no, but I literally could not say no to him on his birthday. So we watched it, like, on Saturday afternoon. And we had... um. He chose one because I said, don't show me one where, like, the kids, when they're young, they're cute. Then there's a few movies where they're, like, a little weird looking because they're going through puberty. And then they, like, grow up to look like themselves. And I'm like, don't show me any of, like, the puberty ones. Like, I hate watching kids go through puberty, like, Bran Stark syndrome. I don't like it. And we watched number four. And I have to say... I love franchises like it, Twilight like and I think a lot of them get bad reputations I have to say like this movie was a piece of shit like and I don't mean to offend like the Harry Potter community but oh my god like that's your hero like literally the worst movie of all time and it never ended and I'm saying that knowing that you know one of the main characters in the prison no what was the movie called I don't know Azkaban the one that you watched Prisoner of Azkaban but that's not number four Sorcerer's Stone Goblet of Fire thank you um, do you know who the main character is in Goblet of Fire? Who? I'll give you one clue. Edward Cullen. Robert Pattinson? Yes. He's in it? He's literally the star. So you must have loved it. You would think because he was young and so cute, like so handsome. He must have been like 16. Like you could tell he was going to grow up to be like, you know, the blood sucking vampire of our dreams. But he was just like had this youth and this innocence and I couldn't believe it. And so I was like actually into the movie at first, but oh my God, they dragged it out so long and it was so bad. Wow. I mean, I would never think that you would like it. And I feel like if you ever would like it, you really do need to watch it from the beginning to care at all. No, no. I've seen Sorcerer's Stone. I saw the first, I think I saw the first three. And Me then too. I saw the third one and I found it to be so scary. Like there was a big tree and the campers were quaking. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't watch scary movies. Yeah. What the fuck is this? So I am not a Harry Potter, Potter stan. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if I took the time to watch each movie now as an adult with maybe like I could handle it, um, I'm sure I would find it to be really good. I'm sure it's like... No, I'm telling you, like there is a myth. Like it's not good. Really? Like I can't believe people who like that like judge us for watching Twilight. Like now having seen like a lot of Harry Potter and all of Twilight, like it like bothers me that like Harry Potter is like critically acclaimed and like Twilight is like considered like, you know, trash. I've never compared the two. Like to me, when I'm thinking about Harry Potter, it's, I'm just, I'm like reminded of Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Yes, yeah. me as well. Um, so how many movies did you watch? One. Okay. But I've seen three. So now I've seen four out of six. What do people say is the best movie? I feel like the early ones. People really like the first one. People really like the first one. Oh, last everyone two. really enjoys the last two. Unfortunately, like, they just lost me on number four, and I will not be making it to five and six. Yeah, but you know which one I did like? Number seven. Love number seven. Is that a story today? No, it's not. So let's just talk about him. Okay, we talk about number seven all the time here on The Toast. And again, it's really niche Gen Z drama. So let us explain it to you from an old person's perspective. And we have explained it. And it's not drama. It's, like, the most... It's not drama. Sorry. It's um, news. Yeah. So this video had went viral on TikTok and we've spoken about it a lot of times. We posted it to our Instagram and we'll re-up it later today in our Instagram stories. Because it was just like this pure video of like this football team, high school fo football team in Michigan, like celebrating after a win. And I guess like their, you know, um, tradition is to sing Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo Lover by Justin Bieber featuring Sean Kingston. And it was just like a hilarious video that went viral because it was so precious. And the quarterback, I assume, number seven. Um, was number seven. He was like, kind of the star of the video and he just looked like so cute and everyone like... All these 30-year-olds were like, well, who is this, you know, 17-year-old who's making our heart flutter? Uh -huh. And so he's just like, the video went viral, and he's just been like living his life as like a viral sensation. He's actually going to Harvard to play football. Like, he's really good. Um, I found out literally a few days ago, and I think it like just happened, that he is dating Kendall Bertez from Dance Moms, Jill's daughter. I know we all remember Jill's daughter. 
Yeah. Big deal. Huge. So I never watched Dance Moms, so I... Oh my God, you didn't? No. So what? I don't know Kendall. I'm so sorry to disappoint Wait. you. No, no. Don't be sorry. Like, you have a journey ahead of you. <laughs> Dead you ass. You think I would like it at this oh, point? Oh my God. Really? <laughs> you would love it. It's twisted. Like, it's so... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I'm alive. <coughs> Am I? Yes. Okay. It's so good. And there's so many stars born. Chloe Lukasiak, who is a toaster. Maddie Ziegler. Yes. Of course, Kenzie. Naya. Like, there's just... It's so fucking good. And honestly, you should watch it. If if not for any other reason, then just get to know Principal Holly. Okay. She is really the only one with her head screwed on straight. Okay. Maybe I will. Maybe. And then, oh my God, in the beginning, like the whole candy apple drama. Jackie, you will die. Like, it's so fucking funny. Okay. And the dances, like, I actually think it's interesting to watch. They're actually, like, really good dancers. Yeah, that I didn't know. Yeah. It's good. So... Number seven. Oh, sorry. Is dating Kendall. So Kendall wasn't, I believe, a part of the original cast. She came in um, a little later on, and she was very good, like a major threat. Like the pyramid was quaking. You'll understand that reference in a few days. Okay. And so how do you feel about the relationship? Everything. Like, I think it's, I love an age-appropriate relationship. I love, like, two, you know, Instagram stars finding love. I think they're probably, um, he's from Michigan, and she, if she was on, she has to live in Pittsburgh, because that's where Abby Lee Dance Company was, um, Founded. Founded, yes. <laughs> and I think I think it's like a good, I really do think it's a good match. That's really cute. And I have to say, like, after I posted about it on my stories, I did find out that Riley Vertez, Kendall's sister, is a big-ass toaster, and she kind of gave me, like, some tea, and she just said, like, they're really happy together, and, like, I'm so happy for them. That is so cute. I'm so happy that for them. I'm so happy for number seven. Like, he has stayed in my heart and in my mind ever since the video, and so to hear this great news, plus he's going to Harvard, like, no, I know. just and, love to see it. And, like, I feel like he could have dated, like, anyone, you know, and he could have went for, like, an obvious, like, L.A. girl, but the fact that he, like, I don't know. I don't know Kendall at all, but I just feel like she's a nice, like, hometown gal. And I feel like she's down to earth. Again, don't know anything about her, but I just get that vibe from her Instagram. So I think it's really cool that, like, he chose her and she chose him, and they are, like, going to live happily ever after together. And I would like to be the godmother of their children. Yeah, they chose each other, just like Theo chose McPlant. Theo is eating the plant. This plant is actually, while beautiful, proving to be a little bit of a hindrance on our production. You know what we need? We need a plant that hangs from the wall. Yeah. Not one on the floor. Theo. Cause come like, here, come here, my angel boy. He, come. He goes hard for McPlant. Come here, Theo. Yeah, Dude, come on. Do, 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 there he do. comes. Come here, my I angel. Come with me. And how's Theo? Started? How's Theo doing today? He's doing good. Like really feeling strong. Thinking. Did he watch Bruce on the episode? Uh he did not. Mm. He felt hurt that he was kicked out of the studio because of his cousin. Yeah, but you know, like everyone deserves a little shine. It's true. We all are really good. I think we're all really good singers. We all <laughs> sing a lot. That's the best fucking video, that Victoria Justice video. I agree. Um, okay. Okay. I feel like we've dilly-dallied long enough. I feel like we've caught up, and now it is time to get into the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> and that's definitely true, Jax. I ran person. But in honor of Brutadu not being here... I have the next best thing. Brut de douche. Brut de douche. Today's episode is brought to you by Bruce, the official toothbrush of the morning toast. Everyone's gotten on the Bruce train. If you are not on, you are missing it. The train is leaving the station. It is the most reasonably priced, most efficient electric toothbrush on the market. Some electric toothbrushes have the gall, the audacity to charge over $200. Not Bruce. They deliver a premium electric toothbrush for a very reasonable price and it's so sleek and elegant you're gonna feel like Kim Kardashian like no clutter no mess it's just like everything of the sort so the brush itself has six unique modes that you can customize uh, your brushing experience the battery life lasts four weeks it comes with a magnetic charging stand so it's very like elegant Elon Musk very you know futuristic and it comes with a compact travel case they also offer a subscription program now, so you never forget to change your brush head again. Bruce will ship you new replacement heads every six months, so you're never stuck using a worn-down brush head, which can lead to bad breath and other oral problems. Um, the design is very sleek. The Bruce the Electric Toothbrush has a modern, aesthetically pleasing design. It comes in trend-driven seasonal colors, and it looks great on your bathroom counter. If you want to get 15% off your Bruce Toothbrush Kit and the refill plan, use the promo code TOAST at Bruce.com. That's 15% off 
using promo code toast at B-R-U-U-S-H dot com. You can trust Jackie and I, and you can trust the thousands of toasters who have switched to Bruche in the last couple months and are just so grateful for the elevated experience. Yes. Love Bruche. Sign on. Get a Bruche. Okay. Are you ready for our first story? Yes. We need to talk about this. Bridgerton breakout star Reggie Jean Page, <gasps> a.k.a. the Duke of Hastings, will not appear in season two. Why? But why? why? So the Bridgerton official account um, penned a letter by Lady Whistledown saying that... It was a great announcement. It like, was a great announcement. It was in Lady Whistledown's tongue. It was the best they could have given us, like, bad news. Yes, letting us know that he will not be in season two. Now, on the one hand, it's not a huge deal because season two is, follows a different Bridgerton child. We yes. will be following Daphne's brother, the Viscount, and it's based on the book The Viscount Who Loved Me, whereas the first season was based on the book The Duke and I. So he... We, Each season is not meant to be about Phoebe. Yes, it's all going to. Did I call her Daphne? I think one. Her of real them name is Phoebe. Oh, okay. I, Wait, think, I think her real name is Phoebe, and her name is Daphne in the show, right? Okay, okay, yeah. cool, 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 um, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, so they wouldn't be the focal point of season two, but of course, like just like the Viscount was in season one, like you know, we'll get some action from the siblings in season two. So let me say this: when it came to the second movie, I kind of assumed. We might like never see Phoebe and Simon or Daphne and Simon again. Like uh, maybe like one season, like they go to their house or something. Like to me, they're gonna live in the country, right? Like they have this whole life. So I thought that neither one of them would be in the show. Period. Well, I think that like they'll be in the show in the, in the sense that like it'll be the London season. The Duke and the Duchess are gonna come to the parties, and the fact that the Viscount's sister is a Duchess like helps him in the marriage market. So it's just like they're not. Stars, and I'm sure they'll have an easy job of writing the show without the Duke of Hastings being present. But, like, it would have been a treat to see them. Everybody fell in love with them. No, it's so bizarre. Like, he must have gotten a huge gig. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that's probably what it is and definitely doesn't want to, like, commit to more seasons of this show. He's a huge star now. He probably is commanding major roles. And to do a little cameo in this next season isn't worth his time, which I understand. I don't know. I don't know if I understand. I think there's a very delicate thing in Hollywood, like with the thing that made you famous. A lot of people like run from it. Some people lean into it. And I think, yes, it made him a huge star, but it could have been like a, a flash in the pan. It really could have. I think maybe committing to one, maybe two more seasons, like wouldn't have been the worst thing for him. But that's, I, just, that's just my business perspective. I personally agree because I'm just like, you know, nostalgic like that. Yeah. But I'm sure he has some great roles lined up. It's just going to be sad. It's sad for the fans that we don't get to see him. Yeah, no. And I, as much as I'm sure the new season of Bridgerton is going to be good, like, I really am here for, like, the Simon and Daphne story. I know, but we're, like, the ship, the, like, I know. has sailed. No, completely. Like, they so they got their happy. They're going to have, like, alert. season two has actually a lot to live up to because it's, like, a whole new storyline. And season one is so beloved. Which brother is it? The older one or the one who goes to those parties? The older one. Okay. The one who was in love with the opera singer. Right? Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he's the Viscount. There can yeah. only be one Viscount. And he's older. And he's a Viscount who loved her. Yeah. I really didn't like him or his sideburns. No, I really didn't like him because he was just like not being good at his job. He was unlikable as no, fuck. Yeah, no, and he wanted Daphne to marry like that. That nasty Nigel. Yeah, and she was the jewel of the season. The diamond of the season. Makes no fucking sense. Makes no fucking he's sense. He's going to have a lot to answer for in season two. Yeah. You know, now that we're taking the time to get to know him, which nobody asked for. No, literally. I want to know why you wanted Daphne to marry Nigel. Yeah. I'm excited just for like a new season of something like we can all be excited about. But also the Viscount is good friends with the Duke of Hastings. So like in his pursuit of marriage, like he could have gotten marital advice from the Duke. But right, now like, he wouldn't can't. he lean on his married, married friend? friend? There's just going to be a couple plot holes. Married friend and brother-in-law? Right. Who's going to give him sage wisdom? Yeah. He doesn't have a father. His father passed away. He's like, there's going to be a gap for sure. For sure. So. Devastating news for Simon, the Duke of Hastings. But we wish you well on your journey to megastardom. Yes, that is very true. Now for, for some sad news. DMX has been hospitalized in New York. Terrible. Um, he's been admitted to a New York hospital following a reported drug overdose. On life support. Like, it's really severe. Yes, the 50-year-old rapper um, experienced a heart attack triggered by an OD TMZ reports. On Saturday, DMX's representatives confirmed to Billboard that the rapper is currently hospitalized. And as of Saturday night, DMX is on life support, rep said. A source had told TMZ earlier in the day 
that um, the Yonkers bred MC, who has a long history with drug abuse, had some brain activity, while another source said he was in a vegetative state. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, wishing him the best. Yeah, this is a developing story. Yeah. But very scary, very sad. Very scary, very sad. Sending love to his family, like, truly, that's so scary. Yeah. Like, wow. So, picking back up, Travis Barker joins girlfriend Kourtney Kardashian's family for Easter. By the way, this Kardashian Easter was well, one of their best. Right. That's what really what I wanted to talk about. Kardashian Easter came again. And Palm Springs was shook to the core. Everyone at, was out in full force, including Travis Barker joining his girlfriend, Kourtney. Kourtney called him her boyfriend on a TikTok. So Alabama Barker with the premium content. We already knew. But now we, we know. know. For me, like, I didn't need a confirmation. Like, the kids hanging out together, like, they're obviously dating and they're obviously pretty serious. Yeah. And I don't I'm know, but so it's just like happy. something so juvenile when you, like, finally call someone your boyfriend, girlfriend, where it, like, makes it real, even for the fans. 100%. So I'm living for it. I'm so happy. I'm happy for Courtney. Her stock continues to rise in my book. No, I know. Like, I'm actually, like, quaking because my entire kind of belief system, like, has been turned around because, like, I'm obsessed with Courtney and Travis Barker like to the point where like I think about them all the time yeah no it's it's so good I don't want to think about it too much because I don't want to like jinx it I know so I'm just gonna let time pass and then be like oh wow it's been months they're still together but like were his kids in Palm Springs because I believe that they were you oh I saw a TikTok of Travis in a pool with his son and it just like looked like the Kardashian pool well, that would be beautiful. That I know, but like, how big is that house? They have that many rooms. No, I know it's really big. But no, like, I thought there's the so many thing. people. There's so many people. They each require a master bedroom. Plus, they have kids. Like, well, there's definitely. I think I remember seeing like a huge room with like bunk beds, like for all the kids. Like, there's a kids' room. I think there's literally one room for the kids, except maybe some of the older ones, like Alabama, probably gets like a regular room. Yeah, but still, I had the same thought. Like every, like Kylie's not just going to be sleeping in some guest room. No. Neither is Kim. I'm sure all the bedrooms are like master suites. They have like ensuite. We'd say bathtubs like I'm sure they're all but like how many are there okay well Chris Chris and Corey Kim Kim Chloe and Chloe, Tristan Travis and Courtney Kendall Kylie Kylie so that's six rooms just family yeah but then if they have the bunk room for the camera one room for the kids then maybe there's two then there needs to be a room for adult nanny. yeah no, yeah nanny and like the adult kids like Alabama there's probably just like a regular guest room so I would say the in order to stay comfortably, they need 10 rooms. Yeah. So, yes, the, the logistics of this Easter weekend, like, did keep me up at night because mm-hmm. I was just, like, confused, like, where are they all sleeping? Like, maybe there's, a lo- like, a local hotel. Some people say that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, and also, I feel like sometimes when Kylie goes, she leaves the same night. Yes. But she slept over because we had daytime looks and yep. then we had, like, next day Easter plenty vibes. No, and, like, everyone, like, everyone was there for the weekend. So, like, make it make sense. Maybe they got two houses. Yeah, maybe they, like, rented the one next door. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. There's no way this house accommodated this entire family. And even plus, if it did, like, they're too rich to, like, be sleeping on top of each other right, for like, the whole weekend. Plus glam, plus for all right. the campers. Assistance. Assistance. All the campers, it's not just one nanny. No, and, like, literally, like, how would even their cars fit in the driveway? Like, I'm just so concerned about all of these things. Yeah, no, like, chef. Chef. Yeah, no, it makes no fucking sense. So I think they rented another house in the community. Got it. I would love some follow-ups to this particular conundrum. But beyond that, they gave us so much content. Like, Chris's gifts for all the... So beautiful. For all the men was actually really interesting in terms of who was um, included. Can you pull up the picture? Um, Tristan got golf clubs? The clubs. Okay. Scott was noticeably absent. Clubs. Chris Jenner, Rob Kardashian, Chloe Kardashian, Kendall Jenner, Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Courtney Kardashian. Then there's a pair of clubs to the left that I can't... To the right that I can't see. Um, I saw one with all the guys. Oh, I didn't see that one. I think I saw Travis Scott, Tristan Thompson, Rob Kardashian. I'm, I'm Googling Kardashian. Golf I didn't clubs. see Travis. I did not see Travis. You didn't see Travis. No, but I just thought, I just remember thinking like, oh, that's an interesting group of men in terms of the golf clubs. Oh. Can you find it? Travis posted a photo of clubs that looked like they were part of the lineup. No, no, no. Hold on. Let okay. me just... I saw it. Hold on. This is too important. Just give us one moment. <laughs> Who got golf Who clubs? Who got clubs? Right. I just think it'll really kind of blow this thing wide open. They love golf. Well, they're in Palm Springs. Like, literally, what else do you no, do? And also, Chris Jenner says that the golf course is a great place to meet a guy. Who got them? Travis? Yeah. Travis got clubs. Yeah. No, oh, and by the way, they also all got um, golf carts. Yeah. 
Like, what a gift. No, and it's like, it's just Easter. No, I know, but like, this is probably like the most low-key gift Chris Jenner's ever getting Yeah, given. totally. Oh my, it's bothering me so much. Like, why can't I find it? I swear I saw it. Chris Jenner golf clubs. <laughs> I just, I'm not letting this go. Someone will also let us know. Yeah, I know, but I just wanted to discuss... Was it here? Okay, maybe maybe then I'm making it up if I can't find it. Like, that's probably more like it. But I swear. Wishful thinking. You had a dream about I it. I swear in my life I saw like a Travis Scott one. Oh, that's confusing. Travis Scott, Travis Barker. Oh, I didn't even think of that either. They have two Travises in the family. The Travi. The Trevi. Okay, whatever. What I was going to say was though, justice for Scott. Because it appears as though he was left out of this weekend. You well, you know what? Like, if you want to be with Amelia in Miami and like dating underage girls, then go and do that. But you just can't have it both ways. I completely. You can't get to be like the family friendly guy and also the guy who dates eighteen year olds. I completely agree. Yeah, I'm not even mad about it. Well, by the way, I literally could not even find it. So that's so upsetting. Let me check one more place. Okay, and then are you ready to move on? Like, I don't think I'll ever be ready to officially move on from this particular story. Yeah. But for the sake of our show, yes. Yeah, but we could talk about it later, like you and I. You okay, know? you can if move you, on. I'm just could, still... Like, no, this next story, I need your okay. I need your full attention okay. because it was something that you referenced earlier. But pregnant Lauren Burnham and Ari Leindyke Jr. are planning to move to Hawaii. That's crazy. They are moving to Hawaii, they said, revealing that their family will soon be residing on the island of Maui. They uploaded an eight-minute tour of their new digs on YouTube. The oh, hillside cool. home is beach adjacent and features a deck, four bedrooms, and two bathrooms. We're going to make all these memories here. We're going to have the best life. It's going to be like the perfect spot to raise our little babies. Aww. It's going to be cool. Ari said in the video, this is like a dream for us. That is so cute. First of all, they are just like, I'm still waiting on, you know, the apology from Bachelor Nation to the Line Dyke family because they're like some of my favorites who just like are not thirsty at all. Like they just live their life in Scottsdale, soon to be Hawaii. I'm really, really happy for them. Um, and I really commend people who can just like, you know, throw caution to the wind and just like move to Hawaii, you know, yeah. like I wish I was like that. No, when it's like, I thought they were living the life of in Riley Scottsdale. in Scottsdale, but like, no, it's just going to keep getting better. I do feel like they're always in Hawaii. They got married Ma- in Hawaii. They have a connection. I saw, I follow one, if not both of them. And I saw that they were in Hawaii, like making content and like saying they had something to reveal. Which they were obviously like purchasing their home. Yeah, no. So I, but I didn't like click. I didn't. I didn't fall prey. for the clickbait. I didn't fall for the clickbait, but I should have because it was because like it was very a, interesting. A home tour. They're moving to Hawaii. Like I'm going to watch this home tour. I find yeah. that really interesting, and I'm really happy for them. I just like really like them. I think they're really nice people. Yeah, I agree. And their family's growing. And where better? What a better place than to be born on the beach? Like, hello. Yeah, and they're expecting twins. Oh, cute! Mm-hmm. So they'll be a family of five. Yeah, in a four-bedroom house. Ooh, don't talk to the Chris Jenner. <laughs> okay, are you ready for our fifth and final story? It's a little donut news. The fifth and final story. Yeah. The fifth and final story. <laughs> no, it's the final, final story. story. Yeah. Thank you. I like that. Krispy Kreme debuts Oreo glazed donuts <gasps> for the first time. Take a look at these bad boys. Oh. Yeah, no, they sound better than they look. Okay, um, can I tell you what I was thinking before you ruined it oh, with that photo? Like donut Oreo donut? No, I was just kind of thinking the same like glazed donut, but the glaze is like an Oreo glaze. So it's still just like a plain donut. Oh, it's like little But it's like a cookies and, and cream, cream glaze. glaze. What you just showed me looks like, no offense, because I love the Entenmann's brand, but those box of 12 donuts they have with the chocolate covered, the brown sugar, like... They're really subpar, and they look like the chocolate-covered ones. Yeah, I totally agree. We'll post a picture of the Krispy Kreme donuts on our Instagram. Do not worry. But Sounds better than it looks. Can I see it again? Yeah, there's too much going on. I don't understand what I'm looking at. Like, okay, here's what you're what's looking What's a donut? At. Yes, you are looking at those Hostess-like donuts that are like yeah. the chocolate on the outside, but it's like a crust, and it's not premium. Honestly, I thought... Then they- I- I really expected Mike Tubagari, whatever his name was, <laughs> to do more. What was his name? Mike Tulsi? Mike... Let's just go look at our episode title. Oh, yeah. It was definitely Mike. Tattles Tale. Oh, Mike Tattlefield. Something like that. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I'm on my way. Mike Tattler. This episode requires like the most. Research. Okay. Mike Tattersfield. You were close. (laughs) Um, Mike Tattersfield, like do better. This is not fucking it at all. Okay. So not only it has that like hostess look on the outside. It's like a shell of hard chocolate chocolate on the outside of a plain donut, which is gross. And then the inside... Um, is like stuffed with a cream filling like filling. Ew, like so sick. I will try it, but probably not like it. 
So the donut chain has partnered with Oreo to create two brand new treats. Oh, there's two. The, the iconic glazed waterfall will be transformed to cover donuts in a rich cookies and cream coating. Oh, that's what I just said. That's what we want. The two limited edition donuts have also been added to the menu. The Oreo glazed donut. That's, that's what, what I just said. And the Oreo cookie over the top donut. So there's a donut with a cookie Maybe on top. Maybe just the photos they took are bad. Yeah, these are bad promo photos. The former is, co- the former is covered in the new glaze stuffed with cookies and Krispy Kreme signature cream, then topped with crumbled Oreo pieces and an icing drizzle. The latter is topped with cream and chocolate icing, then finished with an Oreo cookie. Is anyone, like, confused you know, and like confounded? Three donuts, they all sound the same. No, like, this is just so many descriptors for a donut. I know, and I, I will try it, of course. Um... But I just want to say I'm disappointed in the photos. But speaking of Krispy Kreme, which has been just like the topic of discussion for the last week, since Passover is over, we're having a delivery from corporate. Yeah, that's right. This is our episode. And we're going to be doing a mukbang on our YouTube. We also got the Tall House chocolate pie from Beverly Hills Cafe that we raved about last week. Literally, there's one remaining Beverly Hills Cafe in Miami Lakes. And you and I... um, like spoke about it obviously and I got reached out to by every single person who worked there uh who's ever worked there who owns it who claims to own it like every single person we got ourselves the tall house cookie pie so that plus the Krispy Kreme delivery will be a like a s- sensational mukbang and you better subscribe to patreon.com slash the morning toast we have some good stuff coming up this month I'm actually really excited me too um okay those were the past five stories I feel as though you needed to know them Debatable. Debatable. Definitely the Bridgerton of it all and definitely the Palm Springs Chris Jenner of it all. But I think other than that, oh, DMX too, but I had already known that. Um, other than good. that, you could have lived without <laughs> today's episode. No <laughs> kidding. No, I just like so, to talk, so whatever. No, same, but let's talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta and then I want to talk about all the other shit I watch. Sure. So Real Housewives of Atlanta, we wrapped up our trip in um, New Orleans and I actually um, felt bad for Drew. Like her whole trip went to shit and she tried really hard to like make it a nice trip and I think in the beginning it was, but it got overrun by the drama and honestly, I am like the biggest Marlo fan, but like I don't know what the hell she's doing. No, I mean she was so wrong. All over the place. All over the place. She said she was drunk, so like maybe we should just leave it at that but no but also like next week did you watch a preview what's happening they had said that they heard from somewhere that marlo got liposuction and that's why she was like said her back was hurting her she didn't go to like half of the events yeah actually like it's a decent theory and so maybe she was just like out of sorts because she was acting a fool like why am i being put in the middle while literally like Firmly placing herself in the middle when nobody put her yes. in the middle. No, she was being crazy. And when she was like taking the picture, she's like, move in fakes. Like when they showed the flashback, I was like, move in fakes. That was funny. Right. No, it's funny, but she was just being mean to everyone. Yeah, like, she was like on one. So I think she said that it was the Patron. So like maybe she was drunk, maybe her back. Like, I don't know. But I feel like she doesn't stand by that. I hope know? not because like she's usually like pretty. Like, I feel good following her, but I was like, what are you doing? Like, and she really did make a whole scene in front of Big Frida. Right. But sometimes you're on a trip and like things just go haywire. There's always like a night that's like weird and crazy. Haywire. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Like drunk and hungover and tired. Jet lagged. And cabin fever. Yeah. And it just like things go south. I agree with you. But what... What I feel so, you know, kind of proud of is, like, since I started watching Atlanta, like, I've always, without a doubt, like, blindly followed Miss Portia Williams. And after last night's episode, I just felt, like, even more cemented in that feeling and, like, so proud of my decision. Because not only is she so funny, like, she just makes me laugh so much. When she was going toe-to-toe with Kenya and, like, giving Kenya nothing, just being like, yeah, yeah, you're jealous. Like, I was living for it because it was driving Kenya up a fucking wall. I'm like, I just really can't stand Kenya. And I think Portia's like the only one who knows how to fight with her. And I was just living, living for the whole scene. Like her not giving Portia like an, uh, her not giving Kenya like an inch. Whoa, he's about to he, fall He was off. like about to fall off, right? Let him. Like he needs to learn. No, no, no. I would um, never let oh, you Oh, no. That. Yes, I agree. And then like by the end, because Portia didn't give Kenya the reaction that she wanted, it's like, wait, so Kenya, what did you want from all of this? No, and it's like, she, she what do you want Portia to say? That she fucked Bolo. And literally Kenya's like, no, I mean, I don't care, but like stop lying. But you do care. I don't care. It's so obvious that Portia, it, it's giving me like vibes from like Brandy and Denise. Like it's obvious that they fucked, but like the point is, is that it's none of our business and it's certainly not fodder for the TV show. I totally agree. So it's the same exact situation. Of course, Portia fucked Bolo. Like, she's a single woman. Why shouldn't she? Who cares? It's none of our business. And she obviously didn't want it brought up. And Candy, 
who I now have so much respect for, is the only person who really understands what's going on. Candy was right next door. Candy knows she was fucking Bolo, and probably Tanya was in there too. Candy says it's nobody's business. Yeah, and Candy is unwavering in, in her, her refusal loyalty. to talk about it, which I really appreciate. And respect. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I love that her and Portia just like fled the fucking state. And oh my God, like when they when the lights went out and they got stuck there and they like they go to commercial break and then they're just like magically home. Like, how did they get home? No, I know. I think they had to stay probably for like three extra days. Like it was a bad storm. I wanna know how long if they like had to move flights and stuff but I feel like if they did they would have shown it yeah I don't know I don't know I'm just like I'm so Portia like get me out of here one because I'm not having a good time and two because there's a storm like I'm not being stuck here with these girls no I was literally like having anxiety thinking about if I was stuck like on a vacation like yeah you could just stay in your room and like do your thing I would just like want to be home so badly so badly I've made the decision now like that I feel like we're enough of the season in like I really like Drew yeah I think she's like a good time gal. She's fun. She did her best planning the trip. But like when Kenya was like in the confessionals, like this trip sucks. Like South Carolina, I win. I was like, oh my God, I cannot. No one's even comparing the two. Yeah. I just can't stand her. I know you can't. And where has Brooklyn been? I don't know. We didn't like, but she said she was going to check on her at one point in the episode. Yeah, but like we literally didn't see Brooklyn the whole episode. Yeah, but like I didn't think we were going. Like I think she's just trying to be able to do it all no I know but like on the previous trip where she brought Brooklyn like Brooklyn was like the center of the whole thing I guess I just like haven't even seen her like in the bedroom like hanging out in the back yeah maybe she's in a different room I think she's in a different room with, with an like Chris Jenner's house yes yeah. right 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 uh, it all comes back to Chris Jenner's house yeah next week does look really good though yes I'm curious about this whole liposuction ordeal like where did Marlo go like are they taking appointments you know 100 <laughs> percent Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. Other stuff that I watched this weekend that I just want to share with the class. So I told you I watched the movie Elizabeth last mm-hmm. week and I really didn't like it. So I watched the other Bolin Girl finally um, because I really liked the book. And while the movie was good and I can imagine if I had only watched a movie and not read the book, I would have really liked yeah. it. But considering the book was so long and like everything was really drawn out and like took so much time, I thought that the book, the movie was really rushed. And yeah. I was like, if I didn't read the book, I would have no idea what's going on, mm-hmm. you know? So then I started the book Mary Queen of Scots, but it's 800 pages and I was already like, I did the sample on Kindle and I was just like not sure if I was going to continue and I was like, you know what, there's a movie about this, maybe I'll read the movie, maybe I'll watch the movie because just like Bowling Girl, just one or the other. So I watched the movie Mary Queen of Scots starring Schwarze Ronan and... Sersha. Sersha Ronan and Margot Robbie. Cute. And it was... I didn't love the movie, but I liked the story. So I was like, maybe I'll continue reading the book. So right now I'm still reading the book, but I'm at like 8%. I don't know if I'm going to continue because otherwise that will take up all of my time. Um, But then last night I started to show The Last Czar, which is about the last czar of Russia, Nicholas Romanov. Girl, you are just like on a journey. I'm on a journey, which is why like I can't be watching Dance Moms. No, no. I'm telling you like, please, like for me, like... I just, first of all, I know you will love it. And second of all, like, it's really a cultural phenomenon. Like, I think just, like, for research purposes, like, you need to be more well-versed in the pyramid, in so the Abbey Lane. I'm not good at my job. And, like, I no, no, to. you are, but, like, you could always be better, you know? Okay. Do no, better. I, I hear you. Do better. I hear you. I will go on the journey with you. Like, I will rewatch it. It's so fucking turned. Like, it's so good. Okay. Like, just let me, give me a few days to, like, come out of what I'm going through right now. Yeah. And, like, while I really am happy for you on this journey, like, I just, like, I don't really agree with it. Like, this whole, like, historical figure thing. Like, you need to get back to watching trash. Like, let's go back to Hallmark. Like, it's like, we need to dumb ourselves down. Like, this is the morning toast, okay? No, no, no. I know. And I know that it's like, it doesn't, like, I spend all these hours watching all this stuff that, like, has nothing to do with the show. Your job. And, like, when you bring it up, I'm, like, happy for you. I'm like, People don't care. You like about the Queen of Scots. Okay. I think some people care because I get a lot of recommendations in my DMs. Like a lot. I would love to be wrong. Please, let's add a segment. The Queen of Scots segment. Like I would love that. The Queen of Scots segment. Do people want to hear it? I don't know. Let us know if you're interested in this historical journey that I'm on. You know, maybe I could spark notes for you guys and we could all learn a little something. Yeah, that's true. Like me, know nothing about history. Me, no smart. So like, it wouldn't be that bad, but I'm just used to talking about like dumb shit on the show. Yeah, but like I'm still doing my homework. Like I'm still watching The Housewives mm. and whatnot. There's nothing on tonight, which is such a joy. Such a joy. And it's like after this last year of like literally watching so much garbage, mm-hmm. like I need to be filling my head with premium, with better stuff. That's fair. That you is know? a fair point. You're right about that. So that's where I'm at. Also, speaking of books, Redhead's Madness is underway. Okay, let's talk about it. And it's madness, you guys. Oh. Like March Madness? Yeah, you keep calling it Redhead's Madness, and I'm like, 
what's it's maddening like <laughs> i didn't know you meant like march madness that makes more sense yeah it's like march madness for all the redheads books everyone has been voting in the polls we're about to hit the semifinals. we have one poll that's going right how now how many books is it we have done 18 books total so now you're at the top four yes there's two polls that are finishing themselves out it looks like i know who the winners are going to be and both of them are shocking like genuinely shocking I am shocked by the redheads well so I was keeping up with it briefly but I've only read like three or four of the redheads books so I couldn't vote in most of the polls um and I actually had completely forgot that my book was a choice for the redheads so had I known that like I would have been more invested in like all the voting and stuff but you told me yesterday when I spoke to you that I made it to the semifinals when like I dead ass thought I was not even gonna like I didn't even know I was involved in the chart and the fact that I made it to the top four like if I don't make it one step further I'll be so glad like I'm up against Maya Angelou like real fucking authors yeah but again like all of so many of the books that I thought would be like straight to the semis out so let me tell you about your journey first you were up against the glass hotel which um I was probably one of the most literary books that we chose so it's an easy win Everybody hated it. Like, oh, good. Okay. Every, Easy like, win. True. And it was, it was my choice. And I'll, I just, it was on every list, like every recommendation. And I, I just don't think it was, it's not what the redheads were into. Okay. I, I got it. Message received. Easy win. Then you went up against Nothing to See Here, which you've read. Which, which is I an amazing book. Loved. Loved, loved, loved that book. You swept the category. <gasps> Next, there's a match going on right now between Codename Helene and How to Fail at Flirting, two Jackie's choices. And shockingly to me, it looks like How to Fail at Flirting is going to be winning, yeah. which is what you'll be going up against next. Because if you were going up against Codename Helene, which I personally think is the best Redheads book, like it's my but that's just your not the best. That's that just read. your opinion. My favorite one. Wow. I would. I would sitting be, right here. I would be so conflicted. No, that's okay. No, and I already came to peace that I was going to vote um, for you. Actually, no, but I don't want sympathy votes. That's the thing. That's why I didn't even want to address. Like I didn't want. I you really, don't. You don't. Wanna, I want the Redheads community to like really. I don't want to vote with their hearts. I don't want to win because I'm like talking about it. Like I want to win either because I deserve it. And even if I don't win, I'm so proud to have made it to the semifinals. Like, and I really, really mean that. It truly is an honor to be nominated. So I didn't even want to like talk about it because I don't want to sway. I really want people to vote with their hearts, like not with like, you know, the standhood of the toast. So now my prediction, even though all my predictions so far have been wrong, I do think, <laughs> I, I think it's going to come down to in the finals, Girl With No Job versus Before We Were Strangers. Wow, that's, that's so crazy. Like, so like in the finals, yeah. And everybody loves Before We Were Strangers, which was a snitch's choice. You should has you it should been sweeping it. its own all, all the yeah? It's it's swept every category so far, but it hasn't gone up against anything too difficult yet. I don't mm. think so. Whatever, like even if I make it to the finals, like again, please don't vote for me just because you like hear me saying it now. Only like, if you've read the book, yeah, please vote. Keep the integrity of Redheads Madness. It's really important to me, like for real. Yeah, no, and so far I feel like I think there's definitely a lot of integrity, but I also think that um some people tap through and they're accidentally voting in the second I option. did that so for the next round I'm going to move the poll to the left so that we can have you know more clarity in the yeah. results or just like make it a little smaller I know but yeah you know yeah no I I, I can I think I'll be able to yeah, to no, achieve yeah. the integrity yeah um but you guys some of like the fact that husband's secret is beating my dark Vanessa like what I thought we all loved my dark Vanessa like no this is the thing reading is so personal it's, it's personal it's, as food it's as personal as food and as personal as comedy yeah so it's highly interesting and I think it will definitely instruct our choices moving forward. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you guys just want rom-coms all day, all right. day. Right. No, okay. uh, that's what I was saying. Like, and that's what I've learned. You know, I usually like for the last like 10 years, the only books I've really read are celebrity memoirs. Now getting into this whole like nonfiction space, I've realized like, wait, nonfiction, right? Yeah. Um, what people like. Fiction. fiction sure. What people like is, like, so romance, murder, and sex. Like, if you don't have, like, at least four, like, very erotic scenes in your book, like, I don't want it. No, and the Reddits don't want it. No, Colleen Hoover, like, she is literally, like, writing these scenes. I just followed her on TikTok. And I guess you never think about, like, who the person writing is because you just think from the perspective of the narrator. But now that I know, like, Colleen, and she's, like, a mom and she has kids, like, I'm, like... I cannot read these text scenes. Like, I know her. No, sometimes looking at the author's Instagram is, is the, the worst thing you can do. quickest way to ruin the book. Uh, no. Uh, sometimes it, it supports, like, everything. It just depends on the, the type of book. But sometimes it's just like, what? No, but also, I really liked following Colleen Hoover on Instagram. I mean, on TikTok, because she did, like, a whole makeover of her, um, like, writing room. And she has these bookshelves that you need for, like, the redheads. Like, even in here, just, like, keep track. They're DNA bookshelves. So they like spiral up and they eventually, when you have them filled out, look like 
a DNA spiral and it's like really cool. Oh, that's cool. And, but you, I mean, you only have 18 bucks. Like I think it's literally like a hundred bucks per. We'll get there. Yeah, you'll get there. It's never too late. It's never too late. And considering that it's clear that everybody loves a snitch's choice. This month is snitch's choice. Christina Lauren, twice in a blue moon. Like I think it's going to be like before we were strangers vibes. I think people have already finished it and they were like, they loved it. So that will be really exciting. Makes it the perfect time to become a redhead. If you are a redhead, please vote in the next round of Redheads Madness coming to our Instagram stories today at like three o'clock. One more thing. So on Friday's show, we were wrapping up and then we forgot like that we had something to say. And we had a whole conversation like after the wrap up. And we said like we feel like nobody hears us when we um, say something like that we forget to say after the wrap up. And I have to say, I got absolutely no messages. Like nobody heard the end of our episode. Oh, I saw a thread in Toast After Dark and someone sent me today that their screenshot of their podcast app where every episode says like three minutes left four minutes left um they stopped listening most yeah. of them but some people heard it enough to like start a thread about it and talk about when they stopped listening so here's the deal people who listen on their phone on the podcast app they end when we say that's all she wrote right by the way it's not over yet keep listening. it's not over people who listen in their car they let it play out and then it cues up into the next thing so I think if you're listening I would say if you're listening with airpods you stop if you're listening like far away Speaker. and is far away you just ride it out Interesting. Okay. Cause like I try to always, you know, get everything in before the thank you so much for listening to the morning toast, but things happen. Things do happen. And usually we're pretty good about leaving it all behind us. But I just thought I would get like a bunch of messages from people being like, no, I listened to the last second. No. Nope. Oh, so since you're not listening all the way to the end, definitely um, go back to Friday's episode. Oh, no, no need. We, I think I was just giving a redheads update. Oh, right. I don't Did know. You say, <laughs> it I don't really wasn't that important. No, I was going to say, so you never hear our feel about like subscribing and leaving a review. And so, oh, like, yeah, you should listen. But to the whole you thing. should definitely subscribe and leave a five star review and um, head over to our Patreon for more premium content. Thank you so much for listening to the morning toast. The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the Keep fast five. listening. Where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us the Morning Toast and leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Have a great day. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.